Coming up is a coaching call with a college senior who developed a visual search app that detects celebrities, friends, texts, and more. We talk about how to find product market fit when gamification is actually useful and why he should not worry about monetization. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Pollen VC gives app developers early access to their app store and advertising revenues, enabling them to scale quickly and efficiently without relying on outside funding and more importantly, giving up their equity. Learn more at pollen.vc. For just one low monthly price, you will discover our greatest growth hacks to driving massive downloads. You can learn more on appmastersacademy.com. All right, Josh, tell us a little bit about the app and then tell us where you're, where you're calling from. Hey, Steve. Okay, so um, I'm from New York. Um, currently, I'm a college uh, senior, uh, finishing my last semester. And um, I, I built something called NanoLens, and it's a visual search app that's made by groups. You could use the app to sort of detect celebrities, friends, places, text, um, and discover groups related to your photos and videos. Okay. And then when you say like visual search, do I have to take a photo or, or is it like take a picture from my camera roll? What is it? Yeah. So um, you could actually use either a photo or video or like an existing one from your camera roll, or you could use the camera. So like the interface of the app actually opens to the camera, but there's like a button somewhere in there um, that enables you to sort of view your camera roll and sort through the photos and videos that you have. Cool. What sort of questions did you have for me? Well, um, one thing I sort of wanted to figure out was uh, from like a product manager perspective, like whether this app would be growable. Um, yeah, if that sort of makes any sense. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, dissect that for me a little bit because I'd imagine that you spent the time and effort to build this. So you obviously think there's some legs in here because it's not cheap to build an app, but like, yeah, let me dissect that question a little bit more. Like, what do you really mean? Right. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, so, like, one, um, so, like, this isn't the, you know, the, the first, uh, I guess, app that I've sort of built. I mm-hmm. sort of started my uh, journey in app development around 2016. Okay. Um, and, like, one of, one of the things I realized was that um, the, the app has to have, like, an idea that's simple enough for it to sort of grow. and Right now, like um, from your perspective, I, I kind of want to know whether you think like the idea is simply enough for it to sort of uh, catch fire. So do you, did you make the app yourself? Yeah. You know, here's how I always answer these type of questions, Josh, is I don't know. And that's the full honest answer. Because if you told me like Airbnb or Uber in, in the infancy stages of that idea when I heard about it, be like, that's kind of dumb, right? Like, I don't know if I would ever do that. And now, you know, we're, we're doing that, right? Like we're, we're getting into lifts and Ubers and, and we're, I'm staying at somebody's house over the weekend right now as we talk. And so Mm -hmm. 
I'm not here to say one, whether an idea has legs or not because you're doing something new, right? And when you're doing something new, right. that means it hasn't been proven yet. That means it could either be a big hit or it could be a complete flop or maybe it's too early, right? So I'm never here to judge whether an idea has legs or not or if it's a good idea. All I'm here to figure out is for me, the way I like to answer that is how quickly and how cheaply can I answer that question? And that's more right. interesting to me. Okay. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, um, so like when I first launched, uh, Manolens, it was through product hunt and we sort of got featured in product hunts newsletter and that was all by accident. So like essentially what happened was like, I scheduled a launch on product hunt and I remember like I was hanging out with my girlfriend that night Yep. and I told myself, okay, when I get home, I'm going to reschedule the launch. Cause you know, there were some material, some of the material wasn't ready. Um, or so I thought, and, and so the next day, like, I remember, like, I was at church and I'm getting a bunch of emails uh, about, like, people's responses. And so, like, I reached out to the product hunt staff and said, like, hey, could you delete this? And they're like, no, we can't because we already put it up on our social, um, on Twitter. And that, that sort of, like, actually really helped drive the initial momentum. Yeah. And I, I think that was around, like, late July, early August um, when that happened. But um, ever since then, uh, the, the retention sort of declined. Um, the number of signups also declined. And uh, yeah, like from there, I've been just sort of figuring out what to do next. I mean, so like, do you, I signed up, right? Like you have my email address, right? Yeah. Wait, uh, did you make an account? I just made an account as we're talking. Oh, okay. you, gave me, you gave me an invite code through your initial first email. Right, right. So... I use that in by code, which, you know, I'd love to learn more about it. I'd love to learn more about this product on launch launch as well, but oh, you have people. So cool. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have, we have users. Um, yeah. Um, some of the, some of them are using it. Uh, but what happened was I think around like September, October, mm -hmm. uh, retention just climbed like down. Uh, we, we it, initially it was like, I think 25% weekly active users, but that sort of just fell down to like 10%, less than 10%. Okay. Well, so, uh, Josh, here, yeah. here, a couple of things I want to uncover with you. So if you, with the, since you have my email address, like a couple of different things to ask is like, you know, what did you think? Why did you download the app? Right. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. Josh, I made this app. Thank you so much. I'm sure you probably found me through product tent. What made you one? I just want a quick little bite and, you know, feel free to record a video, like record an audio thing, answer, whatever it is, whatever the simplest way is, is I just want stats, right? So you say, why did you first right. install the app? What made you first install it? Because it is not easy to install an app. And then secondly, like what made you stop using it? Right. So now you're hmm. able to understand like what made them come in? What was one reason that it came in? Maybe you're just on product time and you're number one or whatever it was. So I want to check it out. Right. And then you're like, okay, cool. What made you stop? Well, I was just browsing anyways. And you're like, all right, there's no real data there. But if they came in for like, hey, I really wanted to solve this problem and I left because it didn't solve that problem or whatever it was, I think those two questions will get you to an answer of, is this a good product market fit? Huh. Okay. Um, I, I actually have questions uh, uh, now, like now that you mentioned that. Okay. So the first thing is um, I realized that for us, um, like we, we try to sort of email, uh, I don't want to say marketing, but like, you know, trying to get feedback from our users via marketing. 
I mean, uh, email. And it didn't, uh, the response rate was relatively low. So um, what we instead did was uh, sort of message them on the app. Um, but then we also found out that there's like another barrier to sort of communicate with them because they also had to enable push notifications. Right. And yeah, things like that. Um, and, and sort of the second question I have was, is uh, like um, when, when you ask uh, your users, like what made you sort of stop using your product? Um, how long should you sort of wait before, you know, just asking them? Like, is there like a good time constraint that's like, you know, well, if uh, you start, appropriate? If, if you already noticed a, like a slide in retention, then ask mm-hmm. them pretty soon, right? I never wait too long. And so it could be, apps are already doing this right now, right? Like they're like, if you download any meditation app, like why did you download this app, right? And they're like, well, I want to reduce stress. I want to sleep better, blah, blah, blah. So they're already trying to figure out what is the reason that people came in, right? So you don't know that yet because you're not asking them within the app. The second thing would be right off the bat, like I just signed up. Hey, Steve, you know, like would love to know what made you download the app. You know, I'm Josh. I'm mm-hmm. the founder. I created this all on my own. I'm a, and I, I would use up the senior in college type of thing because you know, I'm almost 40 now and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like this is, this is a young dude reminds me of myself. Like you want to play that up. I like playing that. <laughs> out, right. And so yeah, yeah. it's like, all right, you know, I used to be just like Josh when I was in college. So I want to support him. And right. So I'm going to write him a note and let mm-hmm. him know this is why I download the app. So that's, that's what I would like to do. And then if you see people being like, they're not using the app anymore. If there's a way that you can tell like usage is down, maybe a month later, like, Hey, notice you haven't been as active, Josh, would you want, would you please just tell me what I can do better to really create, you know, a better experience within the app? Right. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, also I, I have a question about like sort of some of the analytic tools that you might recommend for like, um, just like seeing what users are doing like in the app. Um, so I, I sort of use heap analytics for this and there, uh, what I realized is that I, I don't think heap has, um, uh, what do you call it? Heat mapping or like something like that, where like you could sort of see what, you know, users are tapping, like what buttons are pushing, things like that. Um, do you, do you have any like, uh, recommendations for that? Yeah, I think Firebase is good enough, right? So that's mm. completely free. And then you can start tracking events. So are people, once they download it, are they searching and how do I get people to search or are they, what mm. kind of, you know, I went through the flow. And so it's important to kind of see like, Hey, what are most people interested in? And so maybe you're, you're starting to see that the stats say nobody's taking a picture. Nobody's doing the proper image search, right? So now that right. you know what my interests are, could you then use this as a way to discovery? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing about like our KPIs, it's, it's less about, um, it's, it's weird because I, I realized that I sort of don't have my metrics uh, in order. And I, I think that's because we're still trying to figure out what market we're in. And, and the reason why is because, uh, this app has a utility value that has like, um, I, I, I guess like a social, uh, value to it, if that makes sense. So like, uh, the, the visual search aspect en- enables users to discover groups related to, you know, what's in your photo and video. 
And um, for us, like, I think for our, like our priority metric, it's, it's sort of like how often they open the app, you know, like how often they join groups and things like that. Yeah. I don't know what visual search means. Like, well, when would I ever, like, why would I do a visual search? Hmm. Well, um, so w one of our users actually like told us what they use the app for. Yeah. Um, so she, she went out to like bed, bath and beyond, and she wanted to find like the price of a hand towel because it didn't have the price tag on it. So she used NanoLens, took a photo and like, she found that it was like 10 bucks. And the way NanoLens did that was like, it extracted the text from like, I think one of the tags that that was already on the hand towel and like there, there's like a search function where you could, you know, search for similar objects on the web and yeah, like the, things like that. Um, an, another user told us that they, you know, were trying to figure out who like this actor was on Netflix on, on this Netflix show they were watching. And they, they told us that, you know, NanoLens was able to correctly identify who it was. Got it. So NanoLens, what I, so I just took a picture, right. And I, I just took a picture of my dog food because it's close by, mm -hmm. but you're going to the swipe up for results type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Th that's an event, right? So then right. I think what I, so here, let me look at your screenshots too. Cause I think for me, when you first said visual, visual search, I'm like, I have no idea what, when I would ever use this. Mm -hmm. And then detecting celebrities. I'm like, that's oh, cool and all, but like, won't I ever come across a celebrity that I even want to take a picture? And would it be weird taking a picture of somebody like so far away and be like, who is that? Right. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think it's more of like what you just like, what are the common things? Right. And you have some data already. So it's like easily compare products with the picture. Like, Oh, cool. Or find the lowest price. Oh, got it. You know, like there are like use cases here that I'm like, Oh yes there are ways that I want to use this particular product, right? So I think inspiring people with use cases is something that I would try to do, whether during the onboarding process or even in the screenshots. Hmm. Well, that's actually a good idea. I, I never like thought about like, I don't want to say imposing, but like sort of encouraging users on like how they could potentially use the app. Cause we, we don't have that right now. Like, it's just like, um, yeah. basic pointers and like tips and like popovers like throughout the app. But um, there's no like actual, you know, like real life event that they could possibly think of when using something like this. Right. So that's, that's what yeah. I, thank you. And then like you have this like search, you have this feature in the back where I guess this is what people are posting. Like what's this like a uh, messages? What's this thing that I'm, able to see oh that's that's sort of the social aspect so like um so what makes nano lens unique uh as opposed to something like google lens where because google lens also has very similar functions to what nano lens has okay. um which is you know you could reverse image search things and um what differentiates us is that we're uh we enable people to discover communities essentially micro communities related to things in a photo or video and um, that, that screen that you talk about right there is sort of where all that stuff is. Right. So I'm part of this community. So let's say music, for example. And then I can see certain things where people are just taking screenshots, essentially, what people are searching for. Is that what it is? All these images? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. And then you can add different messages. See, I like that. So, like, I think, yeah, I mean, that's what I would do is... I'm following vegan food. You know, I'm following vegan food. People are updating certain things and, 
And so like, if I'm not searching, I like the search, but maybe play up the community aspect a little bit more because mm. you know, it's not something that I would intuitively do, but then heck I'm older. Right. And so like you young folks probably know <laughs> swipe left and swipe right and all that junk, but I didn't completely know that, but yeah, man, I think like, obviously there's a use case for this. So I don't think I would, I don't know if you going back to your initial question about like, whether there's a, there's, there's a market or can I do this? Yeah. Like, yeah, I do think so. Right. Like there's a lot of apps that have a lot of exposure that you, we, we may not necessarily understand, or we might be just surprised that they have this much of a user base, right? And so like with TikTok, right. like a lot of people still don't understand TikTok, right? And they're huge. So like you might be onto creating something new like that where it's like people aren't going to get it at first, but you're going to keep iterating. You have the details, mm-hmm. right? There was a little message that said, hey, welcome to NanoLens. We'd love to, whatever. I forgot what the exact message said, but there is like, hey, mm-hmm. welcome to NanoLens. Tell us what you, you know, what made you download this app? And then try to engage people through that way because you don't need push for that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So change the email. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, thank you for like all this feedback. Just, I'm like writing things down right now. <laughs> so I could like work on it after. One subject line that works really well, Josh, is do you hate me? Mm-hmm. People will open that all the time. And so. Like if always we, a subject line? I'm sorry. Do you hate me? Oh, <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think I came across some other thing. Um, where it was like, uh, there's money in this email, but do you hate me is more like compelling. Right. So like that is one where it kind of leads the user to be like, no, why why would you say that? Right. Let me open this. (laughs) And then you'd be like, Hey, look, Steve, I noticed you haven't used the app already, or you download this app or maybe whatever, or it could be like, Hey, you didn't Mm -hmm. respond to my previous email. Right. People use that when they don't respond when you're like, Hey, Oh, wow. you hate me and be like, no, I don't, but Hey Steve, like I just really need some feedback on this app. I'm trying to make this better and want to really compete with Google lens and make this the best like image search functionality on there. But like, what can I do to make it better? You know what? I just need two quick answers to these two quick questions or quick answers to these questions. Right. And so that's how I would start framing that. And then like maybe through like, if I'm thinking about brand taglines in one of the, the screenshots, I would say like Shazam for visual search, right? It's like, okay, get it. I take a picture. You can tell me what it is type of thing. Right. Shazam. I listen to something and then you didn't tell me what song it is. Like there's a real need for this. So whether it's price search, whatever it's, whether it's tell me what this dang thing is, like we can figure mm-hmm. this part out too. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's really cool. The the subject line. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, oh, let me ask you a question about product time. So, did you pay for that scheduling the launch type of thing? Um. Uh. No. I. I don't. I, yeah. No. That oh, was, you didn't pay for was, it. Uh, I. Yeah, that was like a free thing. Oh, okay. I, you know, I was, I wanted to talk to somebody who actually launched a product hunt, but there's a, they, they have a premium service that allows you to like sort of get promoted through it too. And so it happened all organically. Yeah. yeah um, it, it happened all organically. Um, and like, oh. I honestly wish I could redo it again. Um, in terms <laughs> of like, you know, preparing for the launch, 
because one of the key things that I actually never, you know, did for product hunt was finding hunters. And like, I realized that contributes a lot to, you know, product hunt upvotes and, you know, gaining momentum. And, um, yeah, I mean, like there's tons of hunters on product hunt and like just, you know, sending them a simple email saying like, Hey, like in our case, like we could have, you know, sent them an invite code for them before, you know, we launched on product hunt, things like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I regret it, but it's, it's, I can't change anything about it. So like, yeah. 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 No, I I hear you, but I was just curious to see, and I almost want to try it just to see what would happen if Mm. you can, you know, because you can't pay for it. And I think the hardest part is finding people who to, to get hunt, hunt the, the right product because mm-hmm. I can even post it, but like, that's not going to do anything. You got to find the right hunter. And then it's like, Oh, I got to f- convince somebody. And it's like, I just want to try like posting it myself and then being like, right. hey, I'll schedule. I don't even know you can schedule it. Yeah. There's, there's actually a lot of tools for product hunt now. Like there's, yeah. I think there's, there was this analytics tool, like that showed you like the best time of the day to launch. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Well, yeah, it looks promoted. It's very interesting. Anyways, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I thought there was I thought you paid for it. I've always wanted to talk to somebody who did a promoted product to see how well it worked out. Guess I'm gonna just have to do it myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh right now like I'm I'm sort of broke. So like I don't I don't have like any, you know, marketing spend. Um so yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Cool. You have any other questions for me? You want to talk about? Um, yeah. So like, uh, I recently found like a business model that I, uh, were sort of like rolling out and, and it's, it also like works as an incentive for users to, um, engage with NanoLens a little bit more. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. If that's cool. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, um, essentially like we call it trophy road, but what happens is, um, uh, whenever like users perform certain actions in the app, such as like, you know, posting or like um, deleting a post, they get rewarded or detracted trophies. Um, and you could use those trophies to unlock features in the app for like a period of time. So for example, like if you, you know, share a post, um, you could earn like 10 trophies. And then um, if you obtain like uh, a thousand trophies, then you could exchange that for uh, a feature over like seven days and it, it expires after seven days. And so like, I thought like, huh, like maybe I could, you know, monetize this. Like what if people could, you know, buy trophies? Um, yeah, it's sort of like microtransactions and, and games. Mm-hmm. This is just my opinion. I don't know if it's right or wrong. Okay. So like this, I would say, don't worry about that yet. Right. I wouldn't okay. worry about monetization. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about gamification. These are all terms that I think are buzzworthy and you hear a lot about in the industry, but it doesn't really matter if you don't retain. Because, and I've talked to a lot of different people just to make sure that I'm not like smoking crack. And I say, look, gamification is really cool when you have a user base because you want to keep them in there, right? They came for a reason, they're sticking around, and then you're gamifying it, be like, oh, I get it. But when there's no user base and you haven't figured out the product market fit, well, you, your badges or your, you know, leaderboards aren't going to do diddly squat for me. Like I don't even care, right? Like there's enough of that gamification elsewhere that okay. I can get that I don't need it within your app, 
right? And from, from a monetization standpoint, I think if you built out the utility and people are sticking around and you fix this retention problem, you're going to figure out monetization. You're going to eventually figure it out. And I remember talking to Crossy Road, and this was like 2015, 2016, right? When he was like, million i forget how many million i was like you know what games are really hard to monetize what did you think in the early days of crossroad how did you think about monetization he said look i didn't care i wanted to figure out how to get users into the app playing my game tons of times because i knew if i can figure out retention monetization is sure to follow and that's that sticks out to me still and to this point day like that's all that matters right it doesn't matter how you're going to monetize and you know, like, because right now it's sort of like a utility app. Like, and so like, how would I make money? Like you can make money through affiliates. You can make money because you have sponsored ads. People are taking pictures. You can make money because you have all this data on what people are taking pictures of, right? There's, there's many ways that you can make money. I just wouldn't worry about that right now. I'd just be worried about how do I keep people coming back within the app and finding that product market. Fit. Right. Yeah. Getting the product market. Fit. Yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, it's one of the things that I still struggle with in terms of like figuring out how to, you know, get a product to market. And um, yeah, I mean, like I I think for social products, it's it's like it's a little it's a little different because um I I know that you uh, view Nanolens as a utility app, and I think a lot of people want us to sort of move into that, I guess, market. Um, in terms of like building Nanolens out as just like a sole utility, like a tool. Um, but yeah, like I, I have to collect more feedback from our users before, you know, we make any moves like that. No, I mean, look, I'm not here to tell you whether it should be a social app or whether it's a productivity app. I think you just have to decide that on your own, right? You're going to figure that out Mm -hmm. on your own. You don't need me for that. I think if it is a social app, then here are things I would focus on. Highlight the social aspect of it more. How do you get people to engage with it more? I think, you know, Reddit has done a great job of being community first and then figuring out ways to say, okay, like, oh, people are going to consume a lot more, right? But the select few are going to become moderators. Yes, there's going to be some karma points. Do I care about karma points? No, but I'm not a power user either, right? And so it's like, these type of gamification and monetization tactics work when you have some power users, but without any power users, it really doesn't matter because the most of the the people are going to be just consumers, right? And right. so like, okay, once you get the power users, then you can say, hey, power user, what can I do to award you so that you feel special, that you're different? And you're like, okay, I need this. I'm like, cool, you got it, right? Like, so mm. if you have some power users, talk to them. Be like, hey, this is the idea I have for trophies. I'm targeting it just for you people because you're a power user. I know most people are going to mm. just consume Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. Like most people are consuming. They're not creating product, right? They're not creating right. those images. They're not sharing their photos. A lot more people just like and go through their, their stream and their feed and just start looking at other people's photos, but very few yeah, yeah, yeah. are posting those photos, right? And so you have to think if this is a more of a social app, all right, well, I need to make sure that these power users who are creating content, how do I keep them engaged? And maybe going to them yeah. and asking them, hey, would this trophy idea be cool to you? And like, give me an honest feedback because it is a lot of time to develop this feature, right? That's who I would start mm-hmm. talking to. And I think that's, that's how you keep mm-hmm. your power users engaged. Right. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Like I've I I never like heard about um or like never knew of uh karma points on Reddit. And like that I guess that's to some degree like an incentivizing model for 
the power users. Yeah, and I, I, like, I wonder if it was like, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's like if, if it was implemented sort of before or like after product market fit, like that single like incentive model. Right. Um. Yeah, because yeah, that would that would actually help me like figure things out a little bit. Yeah, and I I don't know either, right? Like you can think about Foursquare back in the day. Are you familiar with Foursquare at all? Yeah. Um. Isn't that like a check-in app? Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, they yeah. had those badges, and people like were like, "Oh, I want to be mayor, right?" And if you're like the most check-ins, or they had some gamification part, and that's when gamification was huge, and everybody would point to Foursquare. But like now, it's like, mm, do people still use Foursquare about this check-in? You know, like no, not really, right? Like, and so like that's why that's how I feel about gamification. Sometimes I've talked to a lot of people about this because. This is just my opinion, but I want to make sure that I get this right. But like, it's, it's nice when you have a base and these are your power mm. users, you talk to them. But when you just have it for the sake of having it, thinking that the base will stay because of this gamification, I don't think that to be true. I think you have right. to build the base first, get to build the power users, and then talk to these power users and say, like, what am I going to make? How am I going to get you to stay? Right? And mm. that's... That's the way to do it. But a lot of people have these gamifications without the base, without the user base at all. And so they're like step right. three ahead, but they don't have, they've never accomplished step one, which is building that user base first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very valid. Yeah, man. Anything else? Um, no, I mean, yeah, I'm just like I'm I have like a bunch of notes, but um nothing really comes to mind now. Like I, I actually didn't know that um gamification for like social products was like a thing. Yeah, yeah. so I probably have to do some more research on that. No, I don't wanna you know, look, Josh, you're young, like it's just I would say like you coded this all by yourself, right? Like this is all you. This is your creation. Yeah. Yeah, so you're extremely talented. Like the the design is awesome. I think I would just keep building. Thank talk you. to your users, <laughs> right? Like talk to your users. Okay. Don't talk to people like me. Don't do research. It doesn't matter what other people have done. Because if you if people have done it, like I think we fall into this trap, like, oh, and I, I used to be like this too. And I'm like, oh, well, this would be cool, but for this, right? Like Urban Spoon back in my day when I was like in my 20s, I was like, oh, I want to do Urban Spoon. It was everywhere on the like the Apple commercials. And I just had a kid back What's then. That? Was like Urban Spoon? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny dude so back back when like 2008 i would say the mm -hmm. urban spoon was a very popular app where you shake the phone and it's sort of like yelp right you say like i'm looking for rest it's for meaning for restaurants you shake a phone you're like i want american and i want nearby you shake the phone it'll tell you like where to go essentially so it was just <laughs> this and Apple loved it and they featured it in their commercials because you could shake a phone right they're like using apple technology to incorporate like different elements of the app. You're like, it is just essentially like Yelp, but you shake the phone and it'll tell you, hey, go to this place. And you're like, oh, cool. So it's a random restaurant oh. come up. And I was like, oh, this would be cool, but for like my family, for kids, like what I can do with my kids. And I think it's like, mm -hmm. if I, I try to do too many of these things and I think you've done a good job, talk to your users. They're more important than, than talking to anybody else. And you've clearly mm -hmm. like, clearly after school, you're going to find, it's going to be easy for you to find a job. It's going to be easy for you to, yeah, like easily find a job. So I would just continue like building these random things and just if you think that this idea 
you're not passionate about it anymore or it's not interesting anymore. Maybe the technology is sellable, but like just taste a lot and just create a lot, right? And I think that's what I would have done when I was younger is just like, I did do a lot, but I, I guess, I don't know, I'm going to contradict myself too, but like, I wish I went <laughs> in and be like, all right, I want to build this and I'm going to focus on building this and learn a lot. And then kind of mm-hmm. pivot when I f- need to pivot. I think too, when I was young, I just like to create a bunch of different things. Never, I never really stuck mm-hmm. to one thing. And so I guess, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying really, but essentially if I was younger, <laughs> I would try to stick to one thing as much long as possible and talk right. to users. Don't worry about market research. And then if this isn't going to work out for you, then try different things because you got the talent to do other things. Mm. Oh, thank you. Wait, so you think, you think it's more like important uh, to talk to your users, and, you know, to sort of like figure out your who your target market is and things like that. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like I'm trying to like you know like I'm like sitting down like some days and like thinking hard on like oh who's my target market, but then like it always comes back to like this circle where I'm just like like can you even define like a, a market for like a social network product, especially if it's not like you know niche based, something like neighbor. Um, I think the neighbor app is like. The social network for you know neighbors yeah, or door. near you or something like that. Yeah, that's that's very niche. But if if it's like something technologically driven, like nano lenses, then I don't know. I just, I'm just like, do I really have to you know find like a market segment or? But yeah, that that actually sounds more valid. Just talking to your users because you know they're actually using product right. or like they've used it at least once. So. It's powerful. And I'm hearing a little bit of feedback, Josh, just so you know. I don't know if it's from your mic, but it's like, but anyways, yes. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, do that. Definitely listen to your users because I think that's the most valuable thing. It's done me wonders from having this podcast to YouTube. One of the best things I did early on was like, I invited my users to come on and I was my target user. I was like, hey, I have an app. I have no idea what to do. I just want to talk to people who've done it and like really learn from them, kind of like what we're doing right now. Like that's all I was trying to do. And so my end user was me essentially. And so if that is you too, be like, hmm, what do I really want from this app? Let's see if there's more of me too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sweet brother. Anything else? Uh, no, that's, that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, good luck, man. Regardless, keep in touch. I hope to get an email from you five years down the road when you've like raised money or even two years, whatever, <laughs> but I'm sure you'll be doing some yeah. amazing stuff. So good luck to you, man. Keep in touch. Okay. Thank you, Steve. Thanks All for right. everything you do, man. Like it, it really helps uh, a lot of people. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. All right. Thank All you. Right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Josh. Take care. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.